great to be joined today on the Tech of Sports and uh, and iHeart by Chef Gigi. And uh, uh, Chef has a new book recently out for uh, maybe a month or two, and I'm enjoying it. It's Food Fight, and it's for parents of picky eaters and, and some great information in there. Even though uh, I don't have kids, I have nieces and nephews who are picky eaters, so a lot of this hits home. And, and Chef Gigi, thanks for uh, joining us today, and a uh, pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me, Rick. I'm excited to be on your show, finally. Yeah, this is great. And uh, you have a lot of uh, experience uh, in uh, in the culinary world, uh, education and uh, and consulting. It looks like you've coached uh, many kids and adults on how to cook, eat healthy, eat better. So this kind of fits in uh, with, with what I do. And it's uh, the, the book is fascinating in many ways. Um, kind of give maybe a little uh, background on, on why you did the book. There's always uh, an interesting story behind the book, I'm sure. <laughs> well, when I was the academic director for the Court on Blue, I wrote their hospitality management program. And at that time, I had two children, six and seven years old. And one time, as a single parent, I was trying to save time and I was driving through the drive-through ATM. And my youngest daughter looked at me in the rearview mirror and she said, hey, mom, is that where money comes from? Out of the wall. <laughs> so actually, I was mortified, and I decided, hey, let's open up a little business to teach my kids about uh, corporate life and where you know how the economy makes money. So they came up with this school called Kids Culinary Ventures, where we anchored um, culinary arts to academics. And it was just a little preview for my children, and it turned into a full-blown business. And um, I found myself... Uh, as the CEO of this of this business and became a national leader in culinary education for children and it streamlined into parents. And a lot of the times the parents were asking me, what can I do to introduce my child to new foods? And so there we have it. I wrote this book called Food Fight for Parents of Picky Eaters, which is the practical hands-on guide that is helping parents nationally now. It really is. And uh, is it just me or are kids pickier now? It seemed when I was growing up, uh, my friends, myself, uh, my siblings, we ate pretty much anything. Yeah, there were certain things we didn't like or certain things uh, we didn't want to eat. But now it appears uh, just in, in my uh, small sample, uh, uh, kids are, are pretty picky or they're uh, pretty uh, particular about what they want to eat. <laughs> Well, that's a really good question, Rick, because just like all of us adults, children today want to feel that they have some power control of their lives. It's a busy, busy lifestyle, especially with social media, a lot of interactions. Children are running from events and events, including lots of sporting activities, soccer, baseball, dance, all kinds of things like that, swimming. And they often feel like they want to refuse things just to exercise their power. And one way a child can exercise their power is actually through food. I mean, if you think about it, it's really um, unreasonable for a parent to be able to force a child to chew and swallow. So this is just one area where kids can draw control in their life, and it works. Yeah, it does in a lot of circumstances. We're with Chef Gigi Jadero. Director of former director of La Cordon Blues Hospitality Management Program. She's the founder of the Kids Culinary uh, Adventures, a professional culinary school for kids and teens, and an author. A great book, Food Fight. Uh, 
Um, yeah, you're right. You talked right into my uh, wheelhouse there, Gigi, when uh, you uh, talked about kids who are athletes, kids who are active. We all encourage that. We want our kids uh, being active. Uh, do they need different types of food? Do they, uh, um, for you know, kids maybe that are being groomed for uh, for athletic careers or to be athletes, they show promise in that. Uh, do they need to eat things differently than other kids or teens? Well, I think it's also important to take each child and each family on a case-by-case basis, right, Rick? Every child is going to be different. But according to the American Heart Association, the caloric intake suggestion, um, for instance, are different for children that are actually athletes. And we also have to take into consideration the actual child and the of their bodies, you know. I mean, smaller children need smaller portions and will eat up to six times a day, especially an athlete. Um, in fact, experts suggest even adult bodies should be fueled periodically during the day, you know. So containing um, small meals, you know, intakes of 200 to 250 calories per meal, and it's important for parents to eat with their athlete child and not just stand there. So um, if you can imagine uh, a child like a toddler, for instance, even though they're not, you know, running crazy like a sports athlete, but they still burn a lot of caloric intake during the day. So toddlers from like age to one to three are moderately moderately active, right? So they need about 900 to 1,400 calories a day. Kids four to eight years old require an estimated 1,400 to 1,600, and kids through nine to 13. Um, and this can also be based on gender and size, but moderately active females should consume about 1,600 calories, and, and males a minimum of 1,800 calories, unless, you know, they are really super active sports enthusiasts. So a female sport athlete should it, it really up to about 1,800 calories and males about 2,000 calories. But it's also important for us to remember not to overfeed, and it's also important for us to remember to serve a variety of fruits and vegetables and limiting juice intake and those crazy sports drinks that have those dye colors in them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kids seem kids seem to love those. They've made those things taste better than I think made a lot of times they help people. So uh, yeah, I know, right? And then there's the power of marketing too. You know, oh, yeah. parents have to pay attention to that. So, but yeah, as children grow, we have to also keep in fact, you know, in in the total fat intake between thirty eight to thirty five percent calories for children of ages, you know, like young kids, the toddlers, and then as as children grow, those, those rates go up. So 25 to 35% for adolescents, you know, 14, 8 years of age. And, you know, today we're not looking as fats are bad anymore unless there are chemically treated fats like trans fat and things like that. So, and it's important for families, especially families of athletes, to remember to introduce and serve like things that are rich in um, vitamins and fish oil entrees. Yeah, and something I didn't realize, uh, the kids have uh, many different types of taste buds that are maybe different than adults, so the tastes and the flavors, especially bitter-type flavors, can be really overwhelming to kids, so uh, I guess I guess you would recommend introducing uh, different types of fruit, uh, food when the kids are younger and maybe not forcing foods on kids, because on certain foods on kids, because those foods may taste bad to the kids. 
Yeah, well, you know, there's a whole four years of college on that subject. And one of the things that I do in my book is I talk, because I am a chef, I talk about umami, which was actually discovered by a Japanese chemist in 1908. And it came to topic and was actually recognized as a scientific term in 1985. So chefs were really excited about that. But what it is, it's a term that describes the taste of glutamates and nucleotides, and it represents the taste of an amino acid. And all athletes need to upload amino acids as part of the protein chain that keeps our bodies healthy. And um, so in my book, I talk a lot about what kind of um, arsenal that parents can fuel their pantries with, with umami-rich foods. And they actually make foods taste better, too. So, um, and also, bitter, like you did talk about the bitter tasting in our mouth. Our mouths are comprised of bitter, sweet, salty, sour on our tongue. Now, umami is the fifth sense that lives in food, not on our tongue. And so tasting bitter was actually a defense mechanism for our bodies when we were back in the Cro-Magnon days. You know, when you're running around like you and I are picking berries and eating leaves, we want to make sure we're not eating something poisonous. Sure, and, and I would assume as we wrap up here with Chef Gigi, uh, adults should set the, the parents should set the example and eat the uh, the right foods and the good foods as an example to the kid. That's probably the best lesson, uh, a long-term lesson they can learn, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's really important that our jobs are just to really provide our children, especially our athletic children, with the right variety of calories, Rick. Yeah, the right calories and uh, the right foods that make up those calories. So uh, what's uh, what's your favorite food, uh, Chef, and what's something that you just uh, don't like or you tend to stay away from? Well, I am a picky eater, Rick. Oh. Can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, and everybody asks me what my favorite food is. And I have to tell you, anything that is initiates an umami flavor on my tongue is my favorite food. Anything sweet and salty. And I bet you probably have, and a lot of your listeners have favorite foods that are umami-based and don't even know that you're tasting umami. For instance, Parmesan cheese. Mm. How about spaghetti? Okay, a lot of kids really love and elicit the taste of spaghetti because of the umami flavor because tomatoes are really high in umami. Mm. Isn't that wild? Interesting. Uh, uh, I, I like a good. I'm, I'm. I always a lot of the chefs I know when they go out for food after a long day in the in the kitchen or at, at work, they love just going to find a good hamburger to eat. And I'm kind of along. Uh, I'm kind of along those same lines. Is that is that a is that a fallacy that chefs go out and they order a burger? No, it's not. I think chefs will pretty much eat anything that they haven't prepared themselves. Uh, <laughs> it's always nice to have somebody else do the work. The food always tastes better, that's for sure. So uh, I, if people want to find out more information, Chef, uh, where can they go? Uh, the book, of course, uh, available on Amazon. The publisher is, is uh, Kohler Books, and uh, it came out a couple months ago. So, uh, soft cover, hard cover editions, and ebook. So, uh, But how can they find out more information about you? Well, they can find more information about Chef Gigi by either Googling Chef Gigi or going to my website, which is Gigi, that's G-I-G-I, Gajero, G-A-G-G-E-R-O.com. That's a great resource and great information. You're a great guest, uh, Chef, and uh, we wish you all the best with the book, and uh, it's been a great read. Thank you, Rick, and I really appreciate you having me on your show. I'm a big fan. Big fan of yours. Thanks.